97X, the future of rock and roll with the Long Riders looking for Lewis and Clark. The replacements with Bastards of Young. And Iggy Pop started everything off with my favorite song with Five Foot One. Speaking of Iggy, he'll be live on the air with no delay this afternoon with her own Jetson. Ron Poor will interview this icon. Day, yeah. day, now. Sorry. That was then. Yeah. This is now. Now is you and me mm-hmm. in my basement, yeah. party dungeon, doing a podcast. 97X rumblings from the big bush. I swear I was just in Doug Baylog's office. He has that big Budweiser light. I yeah. was just talking to him. No? No, it's a flashback. Uh, yeah. But the good news is mm-hmm. we do have Ron Poor, a.k.a. Jetson, live. Hi, how are you guys? How's it going? Oh, fantastic. I love podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing is that's the first time that adjective has been used oh, to describe this podcast. I like it. I like it. That's stuff like that. All right, we'll take that. <laughs> well, 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 we started things off because you shared with me a story. I, I worked after you were there. We, we, we met many times after when I was program director. But you told me a great story about Iggy Pop. If you, if you could uh, tell us all that. Absolutely. I went to see Iggy Pop in Cincinnati at Go-Karts one time. The show was amazing. Backstage, I met Iggy and said, they said, I want to interview you. And um, record company says you're not doing inter- interviews. And he said, no, that's not true at all. I will call you tomorrow, okay? And tomorrow happened, and he called me like 4 o'clock, 20 minutes on the air, but the great thing is, Doug was not in town that day. So that's good because there's no delay, and he couple F-bombs he uh, unleashed. <laughs> that's really cool. So, Ron, if you could walk us through. First of all, let's talk about this. Your name is Ron Poor, but you went by Jetson. That's quite an upgrade. <laughs> well, I was from, I'm from Muncie, Indiana, so I was... Uh, the great thing is my my um, high school had a radio station, so I love radio, the music, the whole thing. And I went to Ball State University for uh, one and a half years. That didn't work for me. So I, I love radio, and I got um, a job in Polino, Ohio, uh, my first radio job, really. And then that didn't work out, and I got a job in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And by the way, my name was Jake Jetson on the air, although the cartoon, that's the thing. And then I went to Fort Wayne, and they loved my name for it be Jetson. So I loved that. I'm Jetson on the air at Fort Wayne for four years. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my history with Fort Wayne. Well, well, then you ended up from Fort Wayne to 97X, or did you go somewhere else? Before that, no. Oh, here's the thing. Here's a great story. I went to um, um, Fort Wayne and going to once a show in Cincinnati. I don't know what what show it was. And after that, I'm on my way um, back to Fort Wayne, and then love and I love the radio station. So I worked this band. Uh, I managed this band called the uh, uh, Red Belly Boys. So I went to the radio station. And then I said, oh, can you play this music? And who, who uh, answered the door was De- Doug Davelog. So that's interesting. You got my, uh, that uh, music for the band and my business, business card said Jetson 
uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, you know, WXKE. And he called me a week later. He said, oh, I like the music, and um, we need to um, somebody to be the program director here. Are you interested? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so I met him, I uh, interviewed with him, and uh, I got the job. I loved it. So you almost got it by accident. You were promoting a band. and Oh, and... oh absolutely. It's really interesting what happened, you know, Thank God for Dub. I love the guy. He kind of changed my life. That's for sure. And then, how long were you at ninety seven X as the program director? Yeah, for one year. Um, so what happened was I went to do the new music seminar in New York City. So that was a big um, convention there, music and all the stuff. Uh, actually, I went with. Um, Frank Evie, me and him went to um, in New York City. So, so wait, wait a second. So you're uh, in New York City at the New Music Convention with the Rock and Roll Grocer. Absolutely okay. right. Yes. So yeah. continue. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. What happened for me, um, talk to people, um, you know, record company people, promotion people, and then um, Matt Pollock, actually he's my best friend now, he um, he was Levitivity uh, uh, Records, and he said to me one time, he said, would you be interested to be uh, promotions in Levitivity um, Records? I said, I said, probably not. I love it here, the whole thing. And then uh, a week later, I said, maybe. So I uh, interviewed him with him and got that job with Levitivity uh, Records. And, and so what year was that that you started in the record business? Probably 88, I think. I think 88. Okay, so you were at, at 97X probably in 1987-ish. Yeah, I think so. 80, yeah. Who else was on the air with you at that time? Um, Mr. K. I love him. Miss him. Great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Bake. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, um, from Plant. That's for sure, um, and I and I hired Phil Manning too, and um, he was interviewed him, got him to do weekends and overnights and all this stuff too. Yeah, and then you know, Phil wound up being the program director that hired me on full time. Oh wow! Yeah, so I think it went it went you, then Carrie Gray, then Phil, then right. me. Because Carrie hired me uh, in sometime in 1988, late 88. And then and then you're then from Relative Records, you went to RCA next, or did you go somewhere else? Yeah, I, I went to Relativity in New York City for one year. And then I went to L.A. for three years um, for IRS Records. So I worked for The Alarm, too. That's amazing for me. I love that band, one of my favorite bands. And um, one year there, and uh, at Co for a year in L.A., and then I went to uh, Imago Records in New York City again uh, for a couple years, and then RCA for eight years, and Atlantic for 16 years now. Crazy. Wow. you got a got a lot of record labels in your, in your dossier there. Yeah. Exactly. The great thing is Atlantic Records, seven, 16 years, kind of a record sometimes, you know. People will go, 
record companies that long. So, and is your role similar? I mean, still doing promotions at a lot of those places. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's uh, my job is a senior VP of promotion, alternative and rock, Atlantic Records. And I, I got to give Atlantic Records credit and you credit because you. You had uh, some health scares a couple years ago, yeah. and, and they, they backed you, and, and you you conquered those, and you're back at the top of your game. Yeah, I would just say, you know, my speech is not perfect all the time, so bear with me sometimes. I had a stroke four and a half years ago in January, almost almost coming up five years. So I was on the road and um, and got back home, and me and my son um, getting him to bed like eight, eight o'clock at night and filming the story. And what something happened, like, this, I don't know what happened. I can't get up and everything. My son, thank God for my son, and he called my, uh, uh, my wife and got her on the phone and uh, called the ambulance, the whole thing. So I had a stroke and I was in the hospital like two, uh, two weeks. And um, the problem is everything's okay. My spells is great. The problem is my speech is not perfect. That's the thing. I had speech par. I have no speech at all. Then really, like a couple of words, things like that. So I have speech therapy for months, and every two days with all all this stuff. So it's better now, not perfect. And the great thing is Atlantic Records backed me up the whole time. It's amazing. I'm without seven months. And they backed you the whole time. They said, "Take take your time. Your, your job is here. No problem." And it's crazy. Uh, I really appreciate that. Great people. Um, you know, it's really um, you know amazing. That is very cool. And how old was your son at the time? He was six then. He's wow. eleven now. Yeah. So yeah. he probably tells you now. It's like, hey, pops, you owe me. Oh yeah, he saved my life, kind of. You know, ninety seven X. W-O-X-Y, Oxford, Cincinnati. Radio, radio. The future of rock and roll. And your time at 97X, you said when you were driving down from Fort Wayne, you, you loved that station. How did you know about that station? It's legendary. I love the music, by the way. I, I was... At Fort Wayne, Indiana, it was a rock station. I don't really like the whole uh, Bob Seger and all that stuff. I had a Sesame shows, a Sesame show on Sunday night, and I got all the you know class and alarm and all the stuff I loved, and I loved the music. So I'm happy to go to a station to play that music and uh, great people. Well, tell me about your year there because. It wasn't until you know many years after I left 97X, I realized I called it Baylog University, and, and I learned a lot from both oh. Doug and Linda. Um, what did you get out professionally fun during your year there? Well, Doug is really um, he's my uh, my college for me because you know I was a kid in Fort Wayne, and I had to be an adult <laughs> and uh, with um, Doug help you know so how he really helped me uh to be a um, manager and all these things i go back to all the time he talked to these things uh, uh, in my head i know um i got them for him you know what i mean um it's interesting because he's a good guy and he really helped me to be a manager and everything in life so 
So I'm really um, fortunate to work with them. I, I appreciate the fact that we were able to work at a station that played the breath of music. You're in records now. Uh, that that even then was a breath of fresh air that you just don't find anymore or ever really. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The Regine's radio program went crazy. We've asked a question. Uh, we had Aaron Bournes on earlier, and he also worked actually worked with you for you. Yes. Oh my God, love him. Great. He's the best. And so we asked him, you know, now in the streaming era, in the Spotify era, I can record something in my basement and put it on YouTube. You know, what is the role of a record label today? The thing is, right now, people have in their bedroom making music. They're not really touring. They have no idea. We, we sign these people who are 18 years old. They have no idea about an audience and all this stuff. We have to help them to to be better and um, touring the whole thing, the whole uh, thing about it. So the great thing is Atlantic Records, we just really are an artist, a veteran label right now. It's really, we take our time. You know, right now, working, uh, Matt Mason was number one in Alternative for um, four weeks uh, and Alternative, and we worked at record for um, 10 months to get there. So we make it Take our time and nothing. It's really radio is the last thing you do. It's kind of streaming, streaming, and all this stuff. And radio is the last thing we do, really. So does that, does that make yeah. you a little bit sad coming from a radio background? Not, not really. Um, it's just some some station, um, you know, they're really um, um, whole with new music. That's okay. We'll take our time. So it is what it is right now. So uh, things are different all the time. A lot of ways to get new music in, in into you right now. So you know it's it's great for um, for music right now. So it's I love it. You know, Aaron's kind of said the same thing that he felt like it's turned a corner for the positive. It's trimmed the fat off, and and it's it's actually focused the labels more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We have to. Take our time. That's the whole thing for us. So I'm happy about that, yeah. When you say, so you mentioned the artist Matt Mason, I believe you were working it for 10 months. Tell us what the working it is. Well, the thing is that record was out for two years or more. So we signed him three years ago, and then I they um, it was like streaming and all this, the little things, and then we... Um, worked it with um, AAA promotion, the radio station there, and take their time as alternative. And we worked this record in January, and then um, in September, number one record. Uh, that's going to happen all the time, but you never know. I had no idea about Matt Mason at all. You know, now he's um, happy about that. Maybe has a career with him right now. It, not for one song. Hopefully, had a career for them right now uh, on the road and everything too. You know, yeah. Only interesting too. I work with uh, Dave Matthews at, at RCA too, and uh, my first job uh, it's uh, RCA. I had no idea who Dave Matthew is at all. So, okay, and I worked that, and then you know, holy, holy, got the band to get uh, 90.x too. That's amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, your loyalty on that, 
that was one of my highlights of the, the career there is that the, the first album was breaking. I think he was playing at Riverbend. You know, five stations yeah. in Cincinnati are playing him. And, and, and you took the time, and, and which is a haul to Oxford from Riverbend, and had the entire band come up and play for 25 minutes in the studio. Um, and, and that kind of energy is what what really excited me about this job. And it sounds like it's still, you know, you're talking about Matt there. It, it makes you still excited. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so great to, to see those things happening. And, you know, I worked, um, of course, with the man, too. I worked with this man for nine years. He signed in nine years ago. And no, and two years ago, the biggest hip ever for them you know, spill it still. That's one of the biggest songs, you know, two years ago. Still now, too. The big one, like just alternative and pop radio, the whole thing is number one everywhere. So I love uh, that, um, you know, take the time to do that stuff, too. Uh, you know, what's funny, though, is when Dave Matthews came in, it was the full band, you know, everything. You should have seen the look on Steve Baker's face because he had to engineer that to, to, to get a mic to go here. And they're crammed in that little studio, you know, the horns, the whole thing. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, he was sweating that day. Oh, of course, man. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So, Jensen, as you look yeah. back at your, your time at 97X, what, what things stick out to you? The music and the people I work with, I mean, really, I talked to Doug Dayblong yesterday about the whole thing, and um, he's he's a good good guy. He really, uh, we're fortunate to work with him. He's, he's uh, the leader of the whole thing. I've learned a lot. That's the thing. I've learned a lot. You guys probably, you guys too, probably, right? Oh, that's why I called it Baylog University, I think, at the end of that, because yeah. I learned so many things. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So what's your biggest um, starstruck moment in all your years working for record labels? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm One thing that, you know, I'm happy about, you know, like working with The Alarm um, years ago, and now uh, Mike Peters, one of, the best, one of my best friends. I love things like that, you know. And then I love Elvis Cotello, I you know, and I'm friends with the tour manager, so you know every year he's on tour, uh, you know, to see him, and and I'm working with Coldplay and uh, Chris Martin and all this stuff too. I'm great people. I'm fortunate. Great people I work with too. You know. So if you had to give advice to somebody that is in their basement, you know, making some music, some songs, what are you going to tell them to do? Do everything really to get. Um, you know, online and, you know, YouTube, everything, you never know. I mean, it, it's interesting because ears everywhere right now. It's not just radio. It's, you know, um, you know, it's uh, online and uh, Spotify and everything. It's really interesting right now. Yeah. Well, Jetson, we appreciate the time you have it on. Uh, there's some great advice, uh, kind of inspirational story. Um, so uh, thanks again. We we well, had a wonderful time. Hopefully it worked. You have to get Frank Evie on too. That's the one you're missing, Frank. We're gonna get Frank Evie, and we're gonna go up to New York City with you. And and we're gonna party like it's oh. 1988. Ah, anytime. anytime. <laughs> so, <Great. yeah. laughs> well, thanks, Ron. We really well, thank appreciate you guys. It. I appreciate it. I love yeah. the podcast. Great, uh, great work. Love it.
Thank nice. you. Guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Frank Evie, the rock and roll grocer. When I'm not at a concert playing my air guitar, I'm at Evie's keeping everything in the store at everyday discount prices.